We're coming to the end of our series, Building Great Servants, and we kicked off this particular series uh, talking about the heart of a servant. Uh, we talked about the fact that we need to serve for all the right reasons. In reality, the heart of a servant is more important than serving itself. So we don't want to just be serving, but we want to have the heart of a servant. I think that's important because um, it captures the essence of what true service is all about. We talked in week number two, we talked about serving evangelism. We did take a look at the life of Jesus. We just looked at a couple of examples and we saw that as Jesus served and he, had, he, he cared for people, he blessed them, he fed them, he healed them, he ministered to them, he spent time with them. And, and all the while, while he was serving people, he was also evangelizing. And so what we see there is a pattern and we said that we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just need to look at the example of Jesus Christ. Jesus served and he evangelized. We evangelize and we serve. The two go hand in hand. Last week, we talked about serving the purposes of God. It's really, really important. And we talked about one of the number one hindrances to being a true servant of God is ourselves. And so we sort of took a journey back just to remind us of the fact that we died and our life is hidden with Christ in God. So God has called us to primarily serve him. So we are to serve the interests of God even above our own. And that sounds somewhat foreign when we hear that, but it is a reality. Jesus says, if any man wants to come after me, he must first uh, deny himself, take up his cross, and then follow me. And so we understand that there's a death that happens to all of us when we come to Jesus in exchange for his life. So the life that we now live is his life. And so one of the things we talked about in that particular message is that if we're going to truly serve the purposes of God, then we got to make sure that God is not competing with our own interests, that we are servants and that we are submitting ourselves to the will of God. This is the call of God. And, uh, and so this is something that we need in order to be effective servants for him. And so today I want to talk about the rewards of serving. And I, I mentioned this last week, and I said that we would just kind of focus on the rewards of serving. I, I want you to understand something today, that the Bible does, in fact, teaches that we will be rewarded, rewarded for our services to God. I want you to think about that here for a moment, that we are going to be rewarded. I want to take this up further. How we serve God here and now will determine how we serve God in eternity. You know, there's a, I'm amazed that there's a lot of people who come up with their own theological belief systems that is based on their own humanistic expressions and, and experiences. And they just kind of have this kind of idea that in heaven that we're just going to kind of float around and just sing to God all for the rest of eternity. And that's going to be it. But everything you read in the Bible, and we study the scriptures, you see that, that God has a kingdom. And in that kingdom will be rank and there will be order. Uh, you know, we're going to serve the purposes of God. We're going to have responsibilities in heaven. And how we serve right here on earth will determine how we serve God forever. And so this is important that we understand this as we are learning and we're growing in our service to God. And it's important that we don't lose our focus because I understand sometimes that when people don't 
respond in the way that we, uh, you know, don't appreciate sometimes, that it can be a hindrance to us. But if we understand and we keep in mind that our service to God is going to be rewarded, in other words, God is paying attention, God is watching, then it changes our whole perspective as it relates to it. Now, <clears throat> understand, we don't serve God for the purposes of we just want a reward. Uh we serve God because we love him. And the more we love him, how do we know the more that we want to serve him? And, and as a consequence, God says that, that he's going to bless us. He's going to reward us. And, and you have to have faith. In other words, if you, if you don't have an eternal perspective, none of this will make sense to you today. But if you understand and you look at it in the context that I'm, that I'm saying to you today, you will come to realize that our service and how we approach this whole idea of serving God is very important. Um, one of the things I want to reiterate to all of us as we go into the scripture here this morning is that God is watching. God is watching. Look at your neighbor and say, God is watching. It's important. God is watching. No, the Bible says that God is very intimately uh, acquainted with all of our ways. And so when I say that God is watching, that means that every motive, every detail, every single thing that you do, every act of service, God is watching and God is aware of every minute detail in your life. It's important that I say that. Because how many know that sometimes people are not going to always come and pat you on the back? Can somebody say amen to that? You know, there are sometimes that pastor will not come to you. And, and it's not because I, I, you know, I have some problem with it. But sometimes I'm not going to come to you and say, hey, thank you. But I want you to know something more importantly. It, it, it's, it's not that. Listen, <clears throat> more importantly, God sees what you do. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And so how many know what God sees, God will reward. So. So one of the things is, yes, it's great when we honor each other. Um, you know, it's great when we get these plaques and all these things. But what's more important to me is that did God see it? Was God pleased with what I did? And so this is something that's extremely important. And we got to understand as we move forward. So let's look at a couple of uh, scripture verses that reveal to us how the God is uh, uh, watching our service. It seems like I'm getting a little bit of a, a echo. I don't like the way it sounds. It's kind of bothering me just a little bit. We can kind of fix that. So first of all, the Bible says in Revelations chapter 22, verse number 12, it says, and behold, I am coming quickly. Listen to that church. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. So hear that. So he says, watch this. Behold, I'm coming quickly. How many of you want Jesus to come quickly? He'll be whole. I'm coming quickly. And in the context of his return, here's what he says. Catch this. In the context of Jesus coming back for his church, coming back to establish his kingdom forever, he says, I'm coming with my reward. He says, I'm coming with my reward and I'm going to give a reward. I'm going to reward everyone according to his work. So there's a couple of things that we can kind of glean from this particular passage that I think is important that we understand. First of all, this indicates, this particular verse tells us, as we said a moment ago, that God is watching, that we're living in the presence of God, and God is seeing. Now, 
let me say this before I go really deep into this, because I want you to understand something. So when we talk about serving God and being rewarded, I want everybody to understand we're not talking about salvation. How many know you can't work your way into heaven? That's already been determined. So when we talk about service in this context, we're not talking about serving to try to work your way into heaven. You can't do that. That is the gift of God. You're saved by grace through faith. That not of yourself. It is the gift of God. But what we're talking about is rewards. And what we all got to understand is that as a Christian, you can lose not your salvation, I believe, but you can lose your reward. How many of you want everything that God has for you? <laughs> I don't want to lose my reward. So a lot of this message is about this. It's about helping us to make sure that we obtain the reward that God so desperately want to bless us with. So he says that he's coming quickly and his reward is with them. So it tells me that God sees. But it also tells me that rewards are very important to God. It tells me that rewards are very important to God. Because understand something, that these rewards will determine the level of grace that we will receive in the heaven. I tell people this all the time, and I have to tell myself this. And how many of you ever find yourself preaching to yourself? Because um, I preach to myself a lot. I have to talk to myself because, because I, if, if, if I don't, I will get tunnel vision. And I will, I will seem to focus on people. And what we always got to understand is that this is about your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about my relationship with Jesus Christ. And so he wants us to understand that these rewards are important because they're going to set us up for eternity. So we can't, so we have to, we have to treat our reward as very important. We have to look at it like, you know what? I'm going to give God my best. This is, this is the other aspect of this particular verse um, that, that it really kind of tells us is that since we know that he's coming, he's coming back with his reward. Jesus is warning us. He wants us to know that you can serve me with all your heart. You can serve me with, uh, with, with, with all the passion. Uh, you can be steadfast and move always abounding in the works of the Lord because you know that your labor in him is not in vain. And so what he's simply telling us is, he said, look, I'm coming quickly and I'm coming with rewards. So in other words, get busy. In other words, serve and understand that I'm watching and that eternity is at stake. This, our service has eternal consequences. Now look at your neighbor again and say, don't steal my blessing. Come on, look at your neighbor and say that. Then tell your, tell your neighbor this, I'm not going to let you steal my blessing. Yeah, yeah tell him, I'm not going to let you steal. That's very important. Now, Let's go back to Hebrews chapter six, because this is important, because many of us have done so many things to God. We serve God, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, so much, so many hours and we put in hours of sacrifice and and we love God and all those things. And, and, and sometimes it seems like nobody notices. But as I said a moment ago, God does. So well, look at it says in, in Hebrews chapter 10. And we read this at the beginning, but I just want to recite, uh, uh, recite this point again. He says, for God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love. So get that. So God is not unjust. So the work, the service, the sacrifices that you made. I want you to think about for all the years you've been walking with God. Think about every time you sacrificed. Think about every little minute thing you did and nobody noticed. Nobody ever said thank you. Think about every time you sacrificed. Think about sometimes even the tears you cried in serving. Think about the times you served somebody and they didn't treat you right. 
Think about the times when people didn't respond to you in a way that, 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 that really honored and respected you and, and you did the opposite with them. Think about all of those times when you sacrifice. And here's the thing. The Bible says God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love. So watch this, church. Here's what that means. God's, watch this, God's integrity is at stake. And how many know that God is not a man that he should lie? How many know he's not going to lie? And God says, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget what you've done. I'm not going to forget your sacrifice. Church, this is why it's important that everything we do, we do it in the name of Jesus. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Because God says, I ain't going to forget not one iota of it. Now, people will forget. People will look at what you did and they will just snuff at it. But, but how many know? That if we did it with the right heart, God is not going to forget. How many know the only thing God forget is our sin? Come on, you should be glad about that. He forgets that. But he's not going to forget your labor of love, your labor of sacrifice. It will be unrighteous. It will be unjust for God to do that. Every act of service that we do in the name of God, God sees it, he remembers it, and he's going to reward us for it says he's not going to forget our labor of love. And I said there before, this is why it's important that we do everything we do, we do it with love. When we serve people, we serve with love. Uh, my wife made a reference to that this morning when she was talking about giving, how that we need to have that kind of relationship, that kind of intimacy, that, that we don't want to serve absent our e emotions and feelings being involved. But, but, but if it's going to be a labor of love, how many know that we got to really care about people? If it's going to truly be a labor of love, we have to care because and we understand that when we care, God sees and he's going to reward us accordingly. This is why we got to serve him with joy, serving with love, serving with enthusiasm because he's going to reward us accordingly. Now, um, he talks about there in that particular verse. Also, look what he says. He talks about how that you have ministered to the saints. Now, I do believe that there's a special blessing when we minister to one another. Obviously, God called us to serve. We, we also, we, we talked uh, week two about evangelism and serving in evangelism. But I believe that there's a, a, a special blessing when we bless one another, when we serve one another. He said, in that you minister to the saints. We care for one another like many of us did today. Uh, we come in and we serve one another. We help out one another. Uh, I believe that that's a... That's a labor of love, and it's a minister. It's a ministry that we're doing one to another. And, uh, and I think God sees that. He cares about that. But he gives us a warning there. He says in verse number 12, look at this. He says now that you do not become sluggish. Right? In other words, don't lose heart. In other words, don't um, become half-hearted in what you're doing. Don't, don't do a, a half-hearted job. Don't become sluggish. Don't, don't, don't quit midstream. Don't give up. How many know that the Bible says that whatever you do, you want to do it heartily as unto the Lord and not men. In other words, throw your whole heart into it. And if you find yourself not, and, and let's just say you find yourself emotionally challenged, then that's the time we need to pray and ask God for grace because we don't want to come sluggish. We don't want to come weary and doing good. We need to keep at it because he says now don't become sluggish, but imitate those. Everybody say imitate. Imitate those who, through faith and patience, get those two words, faith and patience, faith and patience. 
through faith and patience, they inherit the promise. So we believe God. But how many know from the point in time that where we believe God, sometimes it takes a little while for the manifestation of that thing to happen or whatever we're believing God for to happen. So through faith and patience, we have to inherit the promise. In other words, church, we got to keep at what it is that God has called us to do. In uh, John chapter 12, verse 26, look at this as it relates to serving. He says, if anyone serves me, this is a wonderful word. This ought to encourage all of us a little bit. How many of you believe the word of God? How many of you believe Jesus? Now listen to what he says here. This is amazing. He says, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. All right? If you're going to serve me, follow me. That's what I hope all of us are doing. He says, and where I am, there my servant will also be. But look at this. He says, but if anyone serves me, all right? If anyone puts me first, if anyone lives for me, if anyone do what they do in the name of Jesus, anyone serve mankind, if, if anyone loves God with all of his heart, he says, if anyone serves me, gives his life for my cause, he says, look at this, he says, I will honor him. God says that there is an honor attached to those who would dedicate their lives to serving him. And I believe, church, that honor that is not just, you know, just talking about heaven, but, but I believe that there's an honor that, that, that happens right now. How many of you can say right now, Pastor, God has blessed my life because I've been serving him. How many of you say my life been blessed because of serving God? I mean, come on, church. I mean, I can go, I can, I mean, I don't even have time to list the amount of blessing that I've seen, but I can tell you that since I started serving God, it's 20, what, it's almost 27 years ago now, I believe, June 10th, almost 27 years, I can tell you unequivocally that my life has been blessed and God has honored me. God has put me places that I never thought I'd be. God has given me stuff that I never thought I'd have. And, and listen, and he did it, why? Because it's God's way of honoring us. How do we know that God honors true servants? We, we said before that you can't outgive God. Now, everybody got to believe that. God says, okay, when you put me first, if you honor, he said, if you serve me, then I will honor you. In other words, I will bless your life. And, and how many know and how many believe that God ain't finished with you yet? <laughs> I, I believe that, listen, I, I got this crazy belief, you know, I just got this crazy belief that God ain't finished yet. I mean, every time I turn around, I see blessing. I'm just telling you, I'm just, you know, now you say, Pastor, do you have everything you want? No, I don't have everything I want. Pastor, did everything go the way you want? No, everything don't go the way I want. But boy, I can tell you what, I can see God's hand in my life. I, I can tell you by, by me dedicating my life to God has blessed me and given me faith place. How many of you can say, Pastor, I got favor. God has given me favor in places that I never thought. I mean, I have people walking up to me saying things. You know, talking about how I blessed their life all these many years ago and how just because I did this that I didn't even know I was doing. And, and all it was is that God will honor you. How many know you don't have to honor yourself? Just serve God. God will take care of you. Amen. The Bible, listen, the, the Bible says don't exalt yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And, and, and you know what? And the scripture says he will lift you up. God will honor us, you, when you humble yourself before him. And so, so this is something that I've seen and God has, he's, he's honored my life by giving me blessings all around and, and all of us can attest to the blessing and the favor of God. But God, and when it says honor, that word honor means to highly respect, 
highly respect. That means, listen, God is highly respecting your service. He will honor you. Now let's look at uh, uh, Matthew. Turn to Matthew chapter 20, verse 26. Matthew chapter 20, actually, um, uh, 25. And we're going to read verses 20 down to verse number 26. So we're going to be held accountable for our service that we uh, give to God. God is going to hold us accountable for the gifts, for the talents that he gives us. God expects a return on his investment. And he has invested his life into us. And it says in Matthew chapter 25, here you see there's a Jesus giving a parable about, about a man and who gave these servants some talents and some gifts. And he gave them an opportunity uh, to increase those gifts or to multiply those gifts. And so we see here in verse number 25, verses 20 to 26. Let's kind of read. We're going to kind of read this. I'm going to kind of skim through it just a little bit. But it says here in verse number 20 in Matthew chapter 25. So he who had received five talents, and listen to this, came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents, right? Look at this. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. Now look what the Lord says. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. How many of you want to hear those words? Amen. He says, now I want you to understand. So he was given five talents and he went and he gained. In other words, what God gave him, he didn't sit on it. He didn't just waste time. He was a he was actively involved. He was engaged. He took what God gave him. He, he recognized what, how God blessed him, and he served well, and he got a return. And God blessed his work. He says, now you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. I believe not just in the life to come, but in this life. I believe God will bless us that way. He says, now enter into the joy of the Lord. He also who had received two talents. Now, look at this. He received two talents. He came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Now, look, I have gained two more talents beside them. What did the Lord say? His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. See, the key is God want us to be, he, he want us to bear fruit. Look at the name and say, he want us to bear fruit. Now, that fruit is going to, it's going to be different depending on who we are. But the idea is that he wants us to bear fruit in the things that he's given us, in the gifts and the talents that he's given us. He, and he says to him, now, enter into the joy of the Lord, verse 24. Then he had, who had received the one talent came. And watch this. Here he here comes. He received one talent. He came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown. Lord, I know I knew you to be hard men, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Well, because God gave him that responsibility. And he, watch what he says. And I was afraid, fear, and went and I hid your talent in the ground. And look, there you have what is yours. In other words, he did absolutely nothing with what God gave him. And I was afraid. I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, here's what is yours. Verse 26. But his Lord answered and said to him, look at what Jesus said. And this is Jesus because he's given this parable, really, to express how he will respond to us in, in terms of our service. He calls him, watch, he says, you wicked and you lazy servant. Some strong words. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. 
Now, understand something, church. Now, most of them, they served and they were fruitful in their service. And, and no matter how much fruit they gained, God said, well done, good and faithful servant. You did well. But the one person, he did nothing with what God gave him. In other words, he buried it. I wonder how many people today, they're burying their talents and their gifts. In other words, but let me just put it this way. God has given all of us a platform. Now, we got people who, are, uh, who work in hospitals. You may be, your platform might be a nurse. Your platform might be a teacher. Your platform may be a policeman. Your platform may be uh, working in a bank, a banking administrator. Your platform may be a business person. Your platform may be uh, on the football field, on the basketball field. How many know that God has given us all platforms? But watch this, church. But how many know that every gift and ability that we got, God gave that to us? Watch this, so that we can use it for what? His glory. Are y'all understanding that? So God did not gift you, gift you, and bless you so you can sit on it and tell everybody. Look at me, I'm Mr. Wonderful. No, you are not. You're not all that in a bag of chips. Watch. So every gift, every ability, everything that God gave us, God gives us that so that, watch this, we can be fruitful for him and for his glory. And I believe there's a lot of people that are, for whatever reason, they're burying their talents and their gifts. They're not doing it. They're not serving. In other words, they're not serving in the capacity that God wants them to serve. You know, we, and then there are some folks who are just, in fear, you know, they, they won't serve, they won't engage with people, uh, they won't share their faith, uh, they won't talk about the good news of the gospel. Why? Oh, uh, uh, I'm just afraid. How many know fear would keep you from your blessing? Let me say that again. Fear will keep you from your blessing. One thing you want to always make sure of is this. That because people quickly tell me a lot of times, people I hear people say, and all of us hear people say this, man, you know, uh, 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 you know, God ain't called me to do that, and and I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're really right, and I hope that it's not because of fear. You know, the first time that I even approached the subject of of ministering in this capacity, uh, my first response was that God's not called me to do that, and. Uh, but one of the things I discovered is that I said that out of my own fear. And one of the things that we understand is that, that when it comes to serving God, how many know if we're going to serve God effectively, we have, to, we have to let go of fear. We have to go out on the deep end. You have to step out. You have to step out in faith. You have to believe. This is something that is very, very important. And so we understand in this particular passage, and here's what the Lord is teaching us, church, is that we, we're going to be held accountable for our service, that he's looking at our service. And so, therefore, we want to make sure that we do it with all of our heart, that we engage, that we get involved, that the gifts and the talents that he has for us, that we don't bury them, but that we use them and that we use them to serve one another, use them to serve our community for the glory of God. Now, let's look at our motives here for a second. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 through 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse 11 through 15. So our work and our motives will be tested. Now, this part would kind of focus on, uh, you know, how we can lose our reward. As we said before, you can't lose your salvation, but you can lose your reward. It says here, for, look at verse number 11, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, 
that foundation which is laid, it has been laid by Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, watch this church, verse 13, each one's work will become clear. All right? Each one's work. For the day will declare it, the day of judgment, when God holds us accountable, because it will be revealed by fire. Listen to that. Now, who is the fire? The fire is the Lord himself. And the Lord will test each one's work. Watch this. Of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on, it endures, he or she will receive a reward. Now, listen to that. We're talking about rewards. Now, if anyone's work is burned, he or she will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So this kind of deals with our motives. So this is an important, church, that we understand that, and I said this before, why we do something is just as important as what we do. The why behind it, the motives. So here's what God's going to do. So watch this. So if you are serving God, for an example, and hopefully nobody in, in here is like that. And, but let's say if you're serving God and you're mad, you're angry, and you serve in, in, in any capacity and you don't have the right heart. Let's just say you don't have the right heart. You don't have the right spirit. You know, uh, you're doing it, you know, because, you know, you're supposed to do it. Or somebody asks you to do it, kind of like, our, you know, parents, we see it all the time, right? We ask our kids to do something. How many parents that ask your kids to do something and you know their heart ain't right? They might do it, but you know their heart ain't in it. Come on. <laughs> they, they're doing it, right? I mean, they're in there. They're sweeping. <laughs> but all the while, they're mad as all get up. And, 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 and how many know that that's how, that's how, you know, how many know our kids can't be blessed that way? Kids, I want to let you know. That's, that's not blessed. That's, you, you can't get blessed that way. And, and, and as servants of God, we're not going to be blessed. If we're serving God and we're serving with the wrong motive, with the wrong attitude, or let's put it this way, we're doing it, but we got some kind of uh, uh, selfish agenda attached to it. You know, I'm serving, but I'm really doing this because I got some other motive, some other agenda. How many know the Bible says this? I want you to, I want you to get this in your spirit. God is going to watch and he's going to test every single work we did. And some of the stuff that we've done, if it's not done with the right heart, the right spirit, if it's not done in righteousness, that reward will suffer loss. That's what the scripture says, right? He said, God's going to look at it. He says, you're going to lose. See, my thing is, I don't want you to lose your reward. I don't want you to allow people to lose your reward. I don't want you to have a bad attitude. I don't want, listen, how many know that the Bible says, and I believe it's Psalm, gosh, I forget this Psalm. I wanted to, uh, I forget what Psalm it is, but the Bible says, serve the Lord with gladness. How many know that God wants us to serve him with gladness? He wants us to serve him with joy. Why? Because that's blessing. Because there's a blessing that, uh, that, that comes with that. And so if our motives is not right, if our heart is not right, and the thing that we are doing, then the Bible says we will suffer loss. You're still going to go to heaven. You're still going to be saved. But watch this, church. I don't want God to say to me, this is what you could have, but this is what you got because you didn't do, you weren't responding in the correct way or you didn't do it with the right heart or the right spirit. How do you know I'm talking about this morning? 
Church, look at the neighbor and say, I want everything God has for me. Come on, look at him. Tell him. So I want everything God has for me. And so we want to make sure this is why I say to each and every one of us, because I know we're a small church. And sometimes, man, it just seems like, man, I'm doing all this, man. And people don't respond. People don't appreciate it, whatever. Here's what God wants you to know. God sees it and he appreciates it, especially, especially. Listen, I want I want you all to get into it. Listen, Walter, you probably do it in a way. But for every box that you stack or uh, uh you know, Abigail, Diver, for every box, for every light that you put up, I want you to say, in Jesus' name. For every chair, brother, that you stack, when you stack it, in Jesus' name. Every time you come in and you sit at that soundboard and you work that sound ministry, and, and, and when you're tempted to be mad and upset because of this, you just tell yourself and you talk to the Lord, I'm doing this for your glory. There you go. And, you know, and it's funny because I tell myself that every Sunday, every time I prepare a message, I'm just, and I've been doing it for years, I say, Lord, I'm offering it to you. Why? Because I'm going to receive a reward for my, for my service. And, and I know God's going to hold me accountable. And I don't want to lose out on what God has for me because I got a suck attitude. Are y'all hearing me, church? I, I don't want to lose out. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to change that. If I'm going to do it, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to put my whole heart into it as why? Because I'm serving who? The Lord. Right. So. So watch. So. I, so the Bible says here that I can lose my reward if if my heart or if my motive is not right. God is checking our motive. So watch this church. It ain't just about what you're doing. It's the spirit behind what you're doing. Y'all get that? It ain't just about what you do. Well, I did it. <laughs> you missed the point. God checks the what? Motives. God looks at the motive. And if our heart is not right, it's easy. It's the easy way to fix that. Lord, have mercy on my heart. Lord, fix my heart. Lord, right now my attitude is suck. Uh, Lord, right now I don't have the right heart, the right attitude. I am mad. And, and, and you know what? Give the thing to God and watch how God will give you peace and joy. Doesn't mean things don't need to change. I didn't say that. It just means that as you're serving God, that you're doing it with the right heart and the right motive. Why? Because all your work is going to be tested. All of it. All your service. Not just here at church with one another, but all your service on the job. How you treat your neighbor. How you treat your co-workers. All those things come in. How, listen, watch this. Nobody likes this. But how you treat your boss. <laughs> all of that comes into play. God sees all that. Right? Because, and, and we said a moment ago, because we're not serving we're not serving a man. Look at this. It says in Matthew 6, 1, it takes us a step further. It says, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Watch this. Other words, you have no reward from your father. <laughs> that sucks. God says, be careful now. Don't do your charitable deeds just so that. That's what the Pharisees would do. They would do their charitable deeds, but they did it so that people can come pat them on the back. They did it for accolade because they wanted people to say, oh, look, look, look. No, 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 no. He says, don't do it to be seen by men. He said, otherwise, then we're not, we're not going to receive any reward from God. Now, obviously, we want to serve and give God the glory, you know, any service that we provide. But we, we're like, like, like my brother in the back says, we're doing it for him. He says, otherwise, you have no reward. We want to cash in on the reward that God has for us. We don't want to lose it. 
Ephesians 6, verses 5 and 8. I'm getting ready to close. It says, look at this. It says, bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. <laughs> With fear and trembling. This is Ephesians 6, verse 5 through 8. In sincerity of heart. Everybody say a sincere heart. Sincere heart. Come on, sincere heart. God wants us to have a sincere heart. As to Christ. And not with eye service as men pleasers. Now, what is an eye service as men pleasers? Now, eye service is like, you know, how some folks do when the, when the boss shows up. If you find yourself standing up to attention, you know, when the boss man comes, for an example, then you won't do it right in the first. You didn't understand that you were serving Jesus. How many know that our boss is always watching? Come on, just preach with me. Our boss is always checking us out. So watch. So what? I'm going to do well. I'm going to do a good job when the boss man is here and when he ain't. I'm going to serve God well. Why? Because I know that God is always watching. You know, I was always laugh, you know, when I was when I was working patrol when I was used to give out uh, speeding tickets, you know, and I would see people, man, it was funny. But, was, you know, they'd be speeding, they'd be tanned up on the road, man. And as soon as they see my car, it's like, do, 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 do. And I, we just had this little radar. And, you can, and we can literally, people don't realize this, we can literally see your speed drop. I mean, just literally watching it. And then when you pass us for a little while, we can see your speed go back up. And this is what people would do. So they would, they would drop that thing. And then he ain't looking. And they would just, you know. And, and, but, but how many know all the, for us, it's a different, it's a different game. Why? Because God is, God sees. So the Bible says, he said, we don't serve, he said, we don't serve with, as men pleasers. We don't serve like that. We serve all the time in the presence of God and God, watch this church, we are accountable to him 24 hours a day, seven days a week for here and for all eternity. And so we want to serve well. It's not about trying to impress men. It's about trying to impress God. It is about God being glorified through us. We want to be servants who have a sincere heart. We don't have, we don't have no wrong motives. We're not, we're, not, we're not slacking. None of that. We are being good servants because we understand that we represent the kingdom of God. Now, I want to close with this verse. Um, actually, uh, Diaba kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if she did this on purpose or it's just the Holy Spirit just, but it was the Matthew chapter 25, uh, that verse, the, the video that we, we read earlier or we saw was very powerful. Um, and, uh, and Jesus was sitting there and we watched it. He was sitting there just kind of preaching to them about uh, the rewards of, of, of heaven and the kingdom of God. And it says in verse number 34, and I'm going to look, read Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. I'm just going to read it. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, watch this. Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The kingdom prepared. The kingdom prepared. This is our destiny, church. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. But then the righteous, that's us, will answer him saying, Lord, seriously, like you've been in heaven. When, when, did, we, when did we feed you? Um, Lord, when did we give you? I never gave you anything to drink. Uh, Lord, I never gave you any food. God, I never, Lord, I never gave you clothes. I, I, I never did any of that. 
When did we see you a stranger take you in naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And, and Jesus said it in the words of the king. He says, and the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, in so much as you do it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you do it unto me. In that you do it to the least of these, my brothers. You do it unto me. Understand something, church. That God is going to reward us with an everlasting kingdom. And one of the things and the benefits that comes with that is that we get to serve other people. But our service to other people, God looks at it, watch this church, as service to him. I believe, obviously, within the body of Christ, and I believe outside the body of Christ. So, we, so every time you go and you visit somebody who is sick, guys, Jesus says, you did that to me. How do you prove that you love Jesus? You prove that you love Jesus by how you treat one another. We prove we love Jesus by how we care for one another. For every time we give somebody clothes, for every time that somebody needs a place to stay and you provide it. Every time that somebody needs some clothing to wear or whatever it might be, food to eat, and you do it, Jesus says, you did it unto me. And, and I'm looking forward to this because I, I just believe, I just see God doing this. I see that when we're finally in, in heaven, when God begins to uh, reveal our life, and I don't believe it's going to be like we think it's going to take a long time. I think as soon as we see him, we're going to know. It's, we're just going to know. And, and I believe that all these things that we did, and we did in the name of Jesus, how we did this, and we're going to know that, that we did it under Jesus, and Jesus is going to bless us and reward us because in serving one another, we serve him. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, church, for everything you do. You're doing it, do it, you're doing it to Jesus, and he's going to reward us accordingly. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Father, in Jesus' name,